Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Hey, good morning, Sam. Good morning, uh, Tim. <laughs> this is uh, Sam and Tim, Tim and Sam. We're um, coming to you with your daily presence. And uh, Sam, what coffee are you drinking this morning? I am drinking Cypher. Guatemalan from Covert Coffee. Thank you, Covert, for your shipment a couple days ago. Oh, that's nice. Going to get me through the next week or two. That's nice. That's excellent. What do you? Is this your first? Is, are you on your first cup of coffee? It's early. I am on my first. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm on my second or third. I don't know. Because you got up yesterday. Uh, no, I got up at three. I got up at three. Some stuff to write. You know, there's stuff to do in this COVID, COVID laden time, COVID content that we create now, <laughs> which even this is a, this is a product of for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, announcements, announcements. Yeah. So, um, th- I, I want to just thank everybody for showing up at Easter. That was a, f- we had a phenomenal time in the chat rooms and that sort of thing in front of, in front of our Easter service. Uh, bless you. And, um, and then I think we've got a Saltworks thing again this week at 1030 Pacific time. Pacific time, yeah. PST. Yeah. So that's, a, if you don't know what that is, that's um, Sam Lenore, myself, Tim Gillespie, uh, Jay Vidalavera, Alex Bryan, Patty McCoy from Mountain Kettering, and uh, Rod Long, who's a buddy of ours from Australia, who gets up very early for it. And um, we basically, um, it's basically Sabbath school. We're kind of handling it that way. Uh, panel-based, discussion-based Sabbath school. And, and usually there's a good number of people there that are participating, if you will, and watching online. We stream it online to Facebook, I think, and maybe YouTube. I don't know. Um, anyway, you can check that out if you just go to Facebook and look up Saltworks and get connected with that. Of course, Crosswalk has their four services um, on Saturday, one on Sunday. And um, so that starts at 7.30 Pacific time, which is 10.30 Eastern time and goes throughout the day every hour and a half. So those are the big things that are going on, I think. Can I ask you um, some behind the scenes questions about your Easter, the Crosswalk Easter program? Yeah, yeah, that was Which fun. was awesome. I'll promote it. Easter, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's a must. Hey, so you filmed, you filmed your sermon outside? Yeah, I did. Up in Holder Crooks Park, actually. What, say more about that. What time of day was it? It was, it was pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, we did it, um, over two days. We did two shoots. The, they're both early in the morning, both as the sun was coming up. One was, I think the, like 10 days before the other one was the Sunday after that. So I think we did a Wednesday and a Sunday, the following Sunday. The reason why is because we figured out kind of the teleprompter situation. Um, the first one that didn't look like I was ever looking at the camera. So, um, Greg shot it on a gimbal. He was using a Canon, a, or not a Canon, a Sony, a Alpha 7000 camera, two of okay. them actually. Um, anyway, I'm just giving some technical stuff. And he was I shooting mean, it. The walkie could one have was, said on oh, a Sony 10 gerbil driven. <laughs> I have no idea what any of this means. Um, I'm learning. I'm learning all. That's one of the and things. Wait, you, didn't ha- you didn't have it all memorized? No. no. It looked like you were I know. reciting it from memory. That would be gr- that'd be great. I was reading it. It was a manuscript. I don't normally manuscript, but in usually on Easter I do. And so I manuscripted it. And, um, 
basically we put it on a swing arm and right in front of the lens and I'm so I'm staring at it and reading it and trying to be you know thoughtful through it and then he shot it he held a, a gimbal is what it's called that held a camera steady and walked backwards for like a quarter of a mile <laughs> for like 10 and a half minutes on the first one and then the other ones were shot actually it was very windy and so I had to um we had to do a lot of editing on the sound because it was very windy the next Sunday morning. And we kind of caught up before the rain. There was that one shot with the, with the sun coming through the clouds. Mm. Like this, it, it just was like this crack in the clouds and the sun shone through. It happened for about six minutes and then it was done. So we got some cool shots of that. So good. It was yeah. so good. That In that song that um, Isai put together? Yeah, Trimble, that mosaic song. That was amazing. So good. Yeah, he actually has two more songs. He had him do three songs and then he chose that one. And so we may see a couple other releases. You know, it's interesting. I, a lot of other churches did it. Um, I thought this is just bias probably. Um, but I thought the way ours was put together was particularly good for hmm. some reason. I don't know. I, I cried every time I saw it. Maybe it's just cause I knew the people and I missed them and could have been that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Miss worshiping together, you know? Yeah, that's a big thing. I it's okay. It's okay to admit we were both. I was emotional. I watched it twice. The service. Someone in my house watched it three times. Really? Yeah, it was that good. And um, yeah, part of I think part of it is that way. I think we're all missing missing being together. Yeah. yeah, I also think that one of the things our editing process has been. There's a lot of lot of thought put together for the pacing of it right? Because you're not just doing church as normal anymore. I watched a lot of services. Hmm. You, you just kind of, there's so much content out there now. I was watching a lot of services and the majority of people are just putting what they normally do on a Saturday or a Sunday. They're just putting that up. And um, I think part of the pivot that we've had to make is thinking differently about the way that we program and the way that that's delivered. So I thought like the pacing on our particular so I'll speak to that one. The, even like, like the intro was one person to the next person to the next person from different campuses. It was like this very quick cut sort of pacing that kept some momentum and energy happening through the service. So good. Last question about Easter. How do you, it's the same, you preach the resurrection, basically. Right? Yeah. Death, death and resurrection, the cross, all that. Mm -hmm. How do you... And it's, and it's every Easter, and probably we should talk about that more than just at Easter. But how do you, how did you prepare um, to make it fresh? How do you do that every every time? You know how how do you preach the same old story? And I'm, by the way, I'm not saying that it gets old or it's stale. No, I understand. Or, but um, how did you think through, especially in this new reality we're living in, how to how to speak um, to the people who would be tuning in? Uh, you know, interestingly, I think this year was easier in some respects because, um, because of what we're going through, because of the pandemic, because we're so isolated, because it feels like we're spending time in graves, right? Not to say our houses are mm. graves, but, but we're spending time in that separation and we're looking for kind of a resurrection of our lives. There's a lot of, a lot of connection for me, at least, um, as a preacher to think about, you know, to think about what the disciples felt like sitting in a room, not having the resurrection, just having the cross. And first off, first off having to find hope in the cross before they found hope in resurrection, right? There was, 
quite a few hours that they were sitting in a room going, Oh, that was not what we expected. Even though Jesus had tried to prepare them. Um, and, and they had to find hope. And I, my bet is that journey of discovery. And I think I mentioned this in the sermon. Um, if Jesus had died and then got up from the cross, that would have been a miracle and that would have been amazing, but it wouldn't have given them time to understand the, the value hmm. and, and the sacrifice and what that really meant. So they needed kind of that quiet Sabbath to sit and think about it. And I'm, I'm not saying that as like a Sabbatarian. I'm saying that as a, as a human being who needs time to reflect on, on a traumatic experience so as not to just mm-hmm. have PTSD without having to really process it. And so I think that, um, I think that that's something that they, they needed to do. And then Sunday came and they were able to then find, you know, uh, hope in the resurrection. That's not the right word. I don't think for them, for the disciples, I think, I think the word would be, they would have found relief in the resurrection. Hmm. You know, hmm. we find hope in the resurrection, but, but their hope had to come from the cross for a few days. And then there was the release and relief, which was the resurrection. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Our, you know, so in our tradition, because we meet on Sabbaths, um, usually our services have the death and resurrection seconds apart. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. When we do Easter, Jesus hangs for a few seconds on the cross. Um, and, then and then it's then, Sunday. <laughs> then it's Sunday. Um, but in other faith traditions, you know, they, they take Saturday because they have to because they meet on Sunday for, so Easter, they have, they have more of a Saturday remembering the way it actually happened 2000 years ago right. to ponder the, the silence and the, and the depths of the, of the absence. Right. Uh, and the death of Jesus. Yeah. And that's why we actually broke it into three sections. So we mm-hmm. could recognize each one of those sections, the cross, the grave, the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Oh, thanks, man. Hey. It was fun. And I highly recommend it again, again. Um, hey, so we do um, reader mail. Yeah. Let's we, have, do some... we have sections of our podcast now. We have, mm-hmm, look at that. These are, these are. <laughs> yeah. Let's do some reader mail, man. Go for it. <laughs> some of these are pastoral. Some of them are theological. We're not going to get through all of them. We'll save some of them for the next podcast. Yeah. Um, but if you have questions, um, please send them in. Uh, we'd love to get to some of these and yep. uh, revisit some of them. So here's, I think it's just podcast, podcast at crosswalkvillage.com. Awesome. Awesome. Um, one person wrote, I've been thinking about the, um, about the conversation about essential, essential things. Mm-hmm. Um, when this whole thing began, it was fascinating watching people try to figure out who is essential. There's a ton to unpack behind why people need to feel essential. Um, say more about this. Can you say something about this? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, that, that rem- you know, thinking about that reminds me of that pastor is in Virginia or West Virginia who just, you know, tragically died of COVID. But his whole thing was we're going to keep meeting because this is an essential thing. Um, and he just died of COVID and I think his wife is in the ICU right now. No, I did not know about this. Oh yeah. I'll send you the article actually. It's, uh, he, he was just adamant. He wasn't going to stop meeting. He's like, you can, I'll stop meeting. Our church will stop meeting when I'm dead or in jail. Um, wow. And those are like horribly prophetic words, right? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. You didn't. 
Yeah. Why? Stop. That was big, no. big news. That was big oh. news yesterday. I don't know if it was yesterday or what, but um, because because podcasts don't exist in space and time, so it wasn't yesterday. It was <laughs> previously. Um, we are asynchronous, right? But um, but yeah. So so, uh, and and California said at first very quickly. They said, "Listen, um, churches' abilities to stream are essential." we want people to still be connected to their faith community, which I thought was a great move. I also appreciated the fact that they didn't say keep meeting. Hmm. They said, they said it's essential that you keep putting content out, that you keep connected with your congregations. Um, so I thought that was really, that was kind of good. Now, now Riverside and San Bernardino County, you cannot gather even with a group of 10 to stream. And most hmm. of our churches are doing that. I think some are still kind of pushing the envelope on that. Um, I'm, I'm preaching for my garage this week. Um, hmm. so we've set up a little studio here and by we, I mean, basically me and YouTube videos, figuring it out. And then Greg, <laughs> Greg Batla, I will say Greg has come in and helped and he's all geared up like his, his PPE, um, when he comes into my garage and he, he wears a space suit. Yeah. He doesn't even come through the house. Like he comes through the, the garage and he's like, you go inside the house. I'll take care of this. So there's a lot of compliance. I think I want everyone mm. to know that, <laughs> but, but you know, you work in healthcare, so your your colleagues in healthcare are absolutely essential from a frontline yeah. point of view. And I think you know the people who work at our grocery stores. Listen, I'm so grateful for them. When I go into, um, well, we haven't bought toilet paper yet. Not to go back um, to the toilet paper conversation, but we still have. 50, we did. We still have fifty rolls from our our initial delivery that happened before this all happened. Pause for comedic relief. <laughs> there was no bamboo-based toilet paper available, so we had to buy some <laughs> wonderful <laughs> Charmin. <laughs> so you're you're cut. This has worked out well for you. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got a lot of bamboo-based toilet paper products. If you want them, apparently. I opened a drawer the other day and I was like, there's like, there's like 30 more rolls. And my wife's like, yeah, we got a huge shipment before. She's like, and the next one's supposed to come like in the next week or two. And I'm like, what are we going to do with a hundred rolls of toilet paper? And then I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, I'll call, I'll cancel it. And I was like, oh no, we're going to sell it. We're going to sell it. This is horrible. She's like, yeah, we can sell it on the black market. And I was like, no, not the black market. And then I I didn't continue because I thought I thought I'm it was funny. trafficking in bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody's got to have a side hustle, right? Everybody's <laughs> got to have a side hustle at this point. Anyway, anyway, sorry, I I no. diverted us from the important. So yeah. the thing is, I think there's a lot more essential. There's a lot more essential than. Um, and in yeah. fact, sometimes it makes you nervous, right? It makes you nervous that there's so many people out still. But then, yeah, I need somebody to restock the shelves that, you know, yeah. even Best Buy. Like I went by Best Buy because I needed to buy something for the camera that we had gotten to shoot the the sermon. So I ordered it up and it was curbside and it was the wrong thing. So I had to go back and and yeah, I'm really appreciative of people still allowing us to have some sort of commerce. And But no, you know, I've been thinking about this question and, and by I've been thinking about it. I mean, in the last 10 minutes <laughs> about how no one wants to be told your work's not essential. Right. And, and what that, 
has to, that that must do something to your spirit when you're told uh, first, um, hey, what you do doesn't really matter that enough that humanity can continue functioning without you. <laughs> Our basic economy does not depend on what you deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's how they messaged it, but, <laughs> but yes, I suppose that was the, that was the underlying philosophy behind it. You don't matter. Go home. And then when this COVID emergency is over, we may not tell you. We, <laughs> we just might not need you. Like I, I, so I think of like somebody who works at a theater, right? Yeah. Like it, we're now, they're, they're now releasing movies just directly to, to in-home streaming opportunities. Yes. And, you know, I think about it. I got a family of five. So a movie is released. I can watch it for 20 bucks on iTunes or whatever um, for my whole family, which normally it would cost close to a hundred for us to go to a movie together. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. I hope they keep releasing stuff directly too. Cause I got a, I got a decent TV at home. I can make, I can make good popcorn. I don't need to pay nine bucks for a thing of popcorn, you know? Yeah, do you discover that popcorn doesn't cost that much? It does not. It's Except super cheap, unless you get that fancy truffle infused oil drizzled over it. That's when it costs a lot. Well, yeah, but that's for the fans. That's for you're just so fancy. No, no, I'm, you know we we don't spend pop. My kids know we don't pay for popcorn at the movies. We're cheap. Hey, in in all seriousness, I think that the if we can turn a serious corner here, yeah. the the um. I think maybe the pressure that some people are feeling is a, what I would call a God-given need to be useful. Yeah. And that in the very beginning, we were given, we were given a, a task at creation Mm -hmm. that we were actually given purpose, right? That we actually deliver something every day. And um, without that, I think people, we feel lost. We feel like we are not serving out the reason for our existence. And so, and I think it challenges me to think about what the future, the good life or future, what I'm actually constantly striving for. Uh, I think some of us think that less work or easier work or whatever is the point of our existence Mm -hmm. to, to work ourselves towards a whatever, like the, the what is this person that got really famous saying the five hour week? Oh yeah, Tim, Tim Ferriss. Ferris. Yeah, yeah. I, I get I get being more efficient. I get being more effective in how we use our time. But but what what I don't think is what I think is missing from his message is that no, we human beings need to be everything we do needs to be essential. Um, right. And 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 lastly, I will say this: that the future we constantly think of the future as a the new earth, right? Mm-hmm. As the place where labor ceases, yeah. a lot of us do it. We get up, we get up late. Everyone just goes and picks fruit from the trees. <laughs> Even that maybe gets delivered. We get <laughs> to pick from the stripple fruit tree. We get, <laughs> uh, and then we all hang out by the by the fire, um, singing songs. No, I don't. I don't think that's ever how. No. God designed us or how we're, how we're made to be. That's a misunderstanding of the word, the original word gune, the garden. Oh, wow. Remember? I know. This is a seminary SAT this is, word. This is impressive. Remember the Hebrew? 
No. That, that that the garden the garden mentality mm-hmm. is actually a, a garden you tend, not one that only sustains you. Oh, that's good. Work. Oh, that's good. That's good. So purpose, yeah. right? Purpose is really important. And I think actually, and I'm speaking about this this weekend. Uh, interestingly enough, um, the the reason why the disciples and Jesus could hang out for three and a half years and not just be deeply sick of each other, because I think we're all experiencing that in our homes, right? Like yes. the proximity has greatly, sh- you know, shortened itself. Like our proximity to our family is on top of each other. <laughs> Um, I love my family, but, but the, it's the purpose that makes that proximity like reasonable, like livable, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have a purpose and, you know, we have purpose to get through this and get onto the, you know, lives as normal or whatever normal tends to be after this. Um, but if, if we live without purpose with such proximity, uh, we're going to kill each other. (laughs) I think we're all going to, and not just my family. I think lots of families will. Um, mm. Yeah, agree. So, yeah. You want to do one more question, or we're at? Mm. Are we? One more question. <laughs> all right, one more question. Um, you know, Tim, maybe this is one that we could end on today. Uh, the um, disappointment that people are facing. Mm. And I think it got real in our home, especially yours this week. Yeah. Um, what? How do we deal with that? There's things that we're missing. There's these all these intersections that people are beginning to to pass. You know, the yeah. um, weddings, mm-hmm. um, graduations are coming up in May. Um, or not. Or not, right? So these are these are all missed. Like these are lines that are coming at us that everyone's beginning to realize, oh, that's not going to happen. And the deep, the the canceling of major events that some people have worked for years to to prepare, the the profound disappointment that people are now beginning to go through in dealing with this. Um, Yeah. Pastor, help us, help us through this, Pastor. Yeah. So I I had a friend, just as an example, um, I had a friend who was planning on coming out here for his 50th birthday party. He was going to be out here today, actually. And he was going to either tonight or tomorrow night go see Pearl Jam in LA um, for his 50th birthday. That was his his thing. And just to be clear, he lives in Philadelphia, and I'm pretty sure he thought he was buying a ticket for Pearl Jam in Philadelphia, but he bought oh, one no. in LA. <laughs> I don't think he goes to a lot of concerts. So that was a mistake. So then he called me up and he's like, Hey, I'm coming to LA. Let's all do dinner. Like it's my 50th birthday. Um, so we, obviously that's not happening. So we hung out on a zoom, a zoom meeting with a couple of friends. Um, and, and we talked about the disappointment of not seeing each other and it was palpable, right? We've been, we were college roommates. We were friends and he, you know, he had a sense of disappointment. We had a sense of disappointment. My daughter just found out she won't be going back to school this quarter, which we all kind of figured, but we got the official word from Walla Walla University. I know your daughter feels the same way. And and then I'm not just disappointed, <clears throat> then cheated, right? Mm-hmm. And and wants to assign some blame. And, and that's, I think, going to be the hard thing through this. And I'm starting to get kind of, I'm starting to get communication with people who are like, hey, you know, why and who, why is this happening and who is responsible for this? And of course that comes into the greater narrative of God. And so, um, I think that, um, 
I think that the way we answer that question has to be really thoughtful, really intentional, and really careful because we can assign blame to all the wrong people and create very resentful, angry, angry people in the world. Like we can feed into that anger or we can maybe, um, I think in, in Rob Bell's book, Drops Like Stars, um, he talks about specifically suffering, but maybe we can put disappointment kind of in that area. And it, instead of maybe asking why this, maybe a better question to ask is what now? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we have to recognize that disappointment and we have to live in that a little bit. Like we have to process through that, but we also have to ask the question what now, which I think goes maybe back to purpose, what we were talking about just a moment ago, that um, mm-hmm. we move towards finding a purpose within this disappointment and what what can we do? Because some of it's never going to be resolved, right? Some of it's just going to, like this sucks. Some of it just sucks yeah. and there's not a, a great reason for it. Can we learn things through it? I mean, we, we're almost, we're almost, and we're not going to do this, but we're almost approaching that question of theodicy, <clears throat> right? Which is how do you defend God in the midst of suffering? How do you defend God in the midst of disappointment? Is it his fault? Is it not his fault? Um, I think those are appropriate questions. Um, yeah. Too big to, to jump into right now, obviously, but I, is, so I don't know that I think I'm just redefining the question. I'm not sure I answered that question. Maybe you, you probably have a better no, answer to that. I don't know if I have an answer. I, I, by the way, the theodicy question has come up and it was one of the questions that someone sent in. Mm-hmm. So we do need to pick it up at a different, in a different right. episode. Um, no, it's grieving. You know, this is the real work of grieving through real loss. Right. Um, and, and I don't think we, I don't think we fixed fix it. I think we just live with people who are living through that. In my home, that's the way we're, we're dealing with it. Yeah, you were cheated out of your year, a year abroad. Yeah, you were cheated out of a whole semester of, of your college experience. Yeah, you, you don't get to see the friends that are your life and your, and your community. Um, and we're sorry. Yeah. Not, nothing, nothing we say is going to fix that right now. Right. Uh, we can only be with you in, in these moments of, of deep uh, grieving and anger and disappointment and hug you and be with you. Um, and I mean, I think we also talk about how life is going to be different. Right. What, I, what, I, what we're trying to be careful of, um, and I'm trying to be careful with everyone around me, including people that I serve with and I work with, it's like, hey, um, I don't want to, I don't want to paint a future that's not realistic. Right. This, this may be the way the world is for a long time and whatever was normal is not going to be normal, mm-hmm. but you know, there's lots to look forward to. Right. And what we have to look forward to is, um, is good too. Is, and, yeah. and maybe, maybe we have an opportunity to redefine the narrative of our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, people don't, People don't get that opportunity that often. And in fact, I, I'll tell you this. I feel like my life before this thing happened was, it, it was no longer my own with, you know, the growth of the church and the different sites and all the different things that were being asked of me. I was on a plane every single week. I was flying here and there. I was running ragged. I was finding myself like wondering where my life went for all the good stuff I was doing. And this has given me a moment to go, hey, I don't know that I'm going to jump back into it in the same way. I know my tendency to do that, but I'm, I'm now given the time to reflect of like, maybe that wasn't the best thing for me, mm. quite honestly. And so maybe I need to take a look at 
what I want my life to be from here on out. And maybe I get to be the author and the editor of my own narrative in the way that I was not allowing myself to do because of just the way and the pace that the world was functioning under at the time. I don't yeah. know. I'm, my hope is that that's a good thing that we can come up with after that. For all of us. Yeah. That's a good thing for all of us. Yeah. And maybe that's a, that's a good place to, maybe it's a good place to step, to stop today. Yeah. For sure, that man. word. Maybe that is the takeaway. Yeah. All right. This is Sam. I always appreciate these conversations. Thank you so much for kind of guiding us through. This is uh, Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. Uh, this is our daily presence. Today's present. I can't remember what we call this podcast. <laughs> good, good gracious. Some day. <laughs> thank, Freshly thank you. produced podcast. Thank you for, and my understanding is that there's actually subscribers. So oh, I want to say thank you. Somebody told me there was a number of them and I was like, there's, there's people who come back and listen. So thank you for that. That's pretty we, cool. We have got to get our act together. We, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Sam, thank you. Appreciate your time. <laughs>